Was that thunder? That was thunder. Oh my goodness. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Wasted Local Talent. Hi. <laughs> Sitting across with our new host, Josiah Jones. Yeah, this is my first intro that I've ever done, so yes. I'm just waiting for you to, to guide me to be great. Mm. Well, it's been a long time since I've done one of these two because the last three, either I didn't do myself or I was either too busy. I know last week I was suffering from a migraine that kept me on the couch for about 12 hours and I couldn't bring myself to do it. So I just had to finish up the episode and post it. So sounds like a lot of excuses to me. Yeah. The week before that, that's a lot of excuses. But last week I really like I'd sat in the dark all day because I could, couldn't even have the TV on. It was bad. Migraines are the worst. It's because I've got a cavity and my tooth will ache and it'll shoot up into my head and I'm probably going to die. Hmm. You know, to, gum disease leads directly to heart disease, I believe, mm-hmm. is the saying. Mm-hmm. It does. I could just pull a Tom Hanks and cast away and find myself a That's why Jed's and, heart's so healthy, because he doesn't actually have any teeth. I believe they've all fallen out. <laughs> <at> <laughs> <this> <laughs> <point>. yeah. <laughs> at this point. So uh, this week we've got uh, Native Vibes on, studio and art gallery here in West Virginia. And uh, I'd tell you about them, but... Um, you know, you're going to hear about them here in a little bit anyway. But I will tell you about a couple other podcasts that we have under the 13 Palm Tree Shade. We've got, obviously, you know, Wasted. That's the one you're listening to right That's now. That's this one. And we have an awesome D&D podcast called D&D Kinda. It might be my favorite. It, I plead the fifth. Okay. <laughs> uh, we've got Video Game Mythos. That one might be my favorite. Yep, might be. And we have one that Josiah is a frequent flyer on, Gurus of Gaming. Yes. I'm not an official member of the Gurus of Gaming, but I'd like to think that I'm the best part of that show. And now I'm bringing my talents over to mm. waste them on the show. To waste them on this show. <laughs> <laughs> At least you have talents to waste, unlike Jed. Yeah. So. <laughs> he just wastes um, hair care products, probably. Uh, yeah. I mean... Like, where does he, like, you know, where does he stop washing? I mean, does he just, like, wash with a bar of soap, like, his whole head? Or whenever he doesn't shave his head for, like, a week, does he still do that? Or does he use shampoo on the stubble? Or? I would I would assume that whatever just rolls off his head lands on the dog because I assume he showers with his dogs. And so <laughs> he just shampoos the dog from there. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Which one? <laughs> He's only got 400. I, I believe Tater would be the most likely Tater. to be in the shower with him. Probably. I could see that. Yeah. Anyway, so... Um, got off on a tangent there. Yeah, we're good. Well, welcome to... <laughs> where, where were we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like I said, uh, Josiah is a uh, new host. Um, I know that a lot of people heard that Chris left, and um, so we had to bring in somebody to help out, and Josiah reluctantly... Yeah, he texted uh, me and was like, can you do it? And I was like, I really could not think of a good excuse, so here I am. <laughs> but it's better than what you could be doing today. <laughs> I, it's not football season. Yeah, so, it's not yeah. football season. So, so yeah. Mm. Anyway, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Just like a little short uh, bio? Like what would be on your tombstone? Um, 
too old to have died tragically young. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I don't know. There's not really much about me. I, I do the Gurus of Gaming podcast. I do the Decent Christian Talk podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like sports. I I don't really do much. Is That's probably the goal of me is to not do things in public. I yeah. like to stay to myself a little bit, and yet here I am. Yeah. Well, this isn't public. Yeah. Um, People aren't seeing you, so that's, that's you know. Yeah, it's nice. So, all right. Here's Native Vibes. Be proud of the places. What's up, everybody? I'm Jed. And I'm Daniel. And this week, we're wasting our talent with... Ben Cobb, Native Vibes. So Native Vibes, tell us about Native Vibes. So Native Vibes is my uh, art company. Um, I'm in Mannington, West Virginia. Uh, I focus on uh, the kids' classes through the week and uh, community projects. I renovated an old... uh, B&O Railroad Station that I, that I work out of and uh, hold shows, concerts. Um, the uh, <laughs> It's hard to get it all out in one oh, yeah, shot like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> so how long have you been uh, doing this? Um, I did my first festival in 97. And then, uh, then had some very small kids and dialed it back and had a tattoo shop, kind of a bootleg in a, in a back cottage thing mm-hmm. for six years. Um, then got into like a logo, graphic design, and a t-shirt, mm-hmm. t-shirt shop. So it was always something along with art. I did that for about uh, 10 years. And then mm-hmm. recently, kids get uh, teenagers and... Uh, not spending that much time anymore, not not running too many places. So got back into the festivals and uh, making jewelry and paintings and hand-painted hats and whatever crazy shit I could mm-hmm. find and, and uh, put my own spin on. And I got too much. I got ran out of my, uh, got ran out of my, my cottage, that little cottage pretty much that I was working out of and looking for a space to rent to just to store big paintings while mm-hmm. I'm, I don't want to get grindings on them or anything. And uh, so I ran into that, that train station and it was just, uh, it was a pile of, uh, just a pile of junk in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So, so I kind of took over the project and put in the drywall and built up bathroom, back office, things like that. And uh, it's now... Now it's a pretty, uh, pretty fun place. We have uh, let's see William Athene. He had a he had a little album release party there. Mm-hmm. If you know him, yeah, I've heard of him before. And <clears throat> Twenty One Band just did a nice, just did a nice uh, concert for us there. We go, we go every year to the Polar, Polar Plunge and drunk our dumb or dunk our dumb asses in the lake and mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> in the icy water. Yeah. So they uh, they run a little fundraiser to to get us up there, and all that went Special Olympics, and I think that um, that is uh, that's important, especially if you're an artist or someone who's kind of relying on people to root for you. You really have to invest in your community, and and they're always the first ones, you know. Back when I was doing those first festivals in the '90s, they were all you know your local community is the ones who are 
are coming and and uh, supporting you at first. Oh, yeah. So so you, you kind of owe it to them after after you're relying on on uh, other people. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of where this spawned from is from the cafe and the support that I had from the community. And this was a way that once we started the company to kind of give back, you know, as a free promotion for the community because there's nothing like it, you know. Yeah. So, so you said you had a, a t-shirt company out in Mannington yeah. for a bit. Yeah. Now, a few years ago, there was a battle of the bands out there. Yeah. Were you, was that right next to your place? No, no, but I know that guy. I'm real good friends with him. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because there was like a graphic design place that was right next to where they held it. And I was wondering if it was you because my band played there. Yeah. Oh, did you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You didn't knock the building down, did you? No. You remember that? Oh, I remember that. No, it wasn't us. That was happening beforehand. (laughs) And it was, it was right, the, the building across the street was falling down, like, (laughs) <laughs> from the oh yeah, yeah 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 I've heard you tell that and the porta potties were like right underneath of it and I was like shit <laughs> you know literally yeah. Yeah. yeah so wait the building fell down it was starting there to was like... probably uh, <laughs> I would say a six or eight foot six or eight square foot chunk off of the ceiling <laughs> yeah. or I mean the the top of the wall just came down just into came... the parking lot yeah during a show yeah yeah oh wow we were so. kicking ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that awesome. was that was fun that was a hot, that was a hot day it was like late mid or late june yeah outside and we we're playing on the back of a like a tractor trailer bed just in the open no shade man it was hot but it was fun yeah. so so you said uh you do classes mm-hmm. yeah i do uh so i try i travel around and do adult classes like uh you know go to a pub we go to beertopia and to uh, have them paint fish or, or whatever. Uh, um, to, sometimes they will use that. Bars will use that on like a Sunday at one o'clock. I can come in and do a class, so at least they have fourteen women in there, in there buying beer or something, and yeah, um, just spark up their their low times. Um, and but the kids' classes are on uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, and those are uh, those are those are the most rewarding. Mm-hmm. Do you have like do. age limitations for those? Or well, there's no limitations. Groups? I'll just come up with different curriculum if we if we go lower or higher. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Mondays is is uh, elementary school age kids, like uh, kindergarten through fourth grade. It's burdensome. Yeah, <laughs> that, that one is uh, herding I've, cats. I've got about I've got about eleven of them in there now, and uh, if I get more, I'm going to have to split. <laughs> I've got got a helper that comes with me now too. Then. Uh, but it's still still rewarding at the end of the day when when they're all leaving and I give them a high five and tell them I'm proud of them and that's awesome and yeah. then uh, and then Tuesdays is the the middle school kids that are it, uh, the numbers dwindling down a little bit then because more of them realizing maybe they're not in, in that interested in it but mm-hmm. the ones that are a little bit more invested in it so they uh, they do a little bit bigger projects. Um, and I'm just uh, just starting on high school curriculum now. We'll be getting a getting a welder and a potter's oh, wheel. Wow. And oh, that's awesome! Kind of yeah. go, go big time for those kids. I got a couple a couple of the high school ones that'll be starting this year. So got to ramp ramp up the game for them. Yeah, I was going to ask you: is it just painting? Like what what like what all do you offer with the classes? Um, <clears throat> so I really like to focus. Uh, I like to. F- not focus, but I want to make sure every six months we're doing something big. Seems like that's the the number one thing that I see with people that fall off the wayside that are trying this type of life or, or, um, or really just trying to do anything, even if it's a mechanics business or something. Just not 
not uh, being able to finish something, mm -hmm. not being able to see five years down the road or something like that. So, I mean, on a smaller scale, this I like to work on things like maybe a stop motion video and uh, we'll take it all the way from, uh, I'll roll out the big sheet of paper and we'll do a storyboard. The kids will write everything. We start with an outline and concepts and a storyboard and um, then start making the backgrounds and the scenes. And it's a big uh, four or five month process that mm -hmm. they hate. They, <laughs> that, that they know they love it in the end, the yeah. ones that have been there before. Mm -hmm. But when it's a, when it's a writing session, those uh, those little girls tear me up. They, <laughs> they don't want to. They don't want to have none of it. But it makes some really silly stories though when they're yeah. when they're getting that way. <laughs> they're uh, and you can see some of them on the uh, on my YouTube channel at Native Vibes Studio. They uh, the first I think the first few videos are the last. They're the last couple uh, last round of of uh, their stop motion movies. <clears throat> We're working on one now that's a big journey to Florida. They gotta make it to Florida by Taco Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. So it's not Relatable. just like one type of art, you're focusing on multiple things. I you just, said- I'm just kind of focusing on the expression, just- Yeah, just in general, yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, a lot, especially at that age, you know, you kids might be interested in some form of art, but you know, it could be painting, it could be like your stop motion or pottery or whatever, but helping them find exactly what they're interested in and offering all of those, you know, that's probably really cool watching them really focus and hone in on what they really enjoy. Yeah. 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 That is interesting. And <clears throat> as they, uh, they, I will give them a little bit more freedom too, as they get older to just do, you know, mm -hmm. might have one girl painting a, a dress, uh, you know, in one section of the gallery and someone working on uh you know a big cardboard boat on the other mm -hmm. section so yeah uh, that's another that's another we got to get into too i guess the uh the seeking stars art side also um because it goes along with rewarding these kids uh in hard work teaching them how to work it's a um i partnered up with a woman from the dc area she's from middle middleburg virginia and uh, we put on, um, I don't know, I wouldn't call them fashion shows, but that's that's the most relatable thing. Mm -hmm. I have a runway that we haul all over the place, and um, we put them on a runway, usually in the clothes that I make or um, or they, if I do a big run of uh, jewelry, like, uh, like I found, I was at, I don't know if I want to say this and have everyone worry about wearing it. Don't worry. I'm going to clean these and sterilize them and, and seal them up and everything. They will be perfectly fine when you get them. But I was at the dump the other day and I found uh, two hi-hats in the, in the dumpster. So I thought, oh, we need to have a music-inspired show. Yeah. So I'm going to cut them up and make uh, hand, you know, hammer them out and mm -hmm. put some solder designs on them and things like that and make some jewelry out of them. That'd be really cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So then, then a bud like that is where it comes from for mm -hmm. our next for our next show. Might mm -hmm. be uh, might be have something to do with that. That's really cool. Hmm. I never thought about doing because I mean I've you know being in bands and stuff. Broken hi hats just or broken cymbals in general just kind of like sit there. Yeah. Use them for practice or whatever. But I never yeah. thought about repurposing them like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like <clears throat> bring them up. We'll get the grinders on them. Yeah. And I've got. Um, <laughs> I've got the, the all the models that work with the Seeking Stars art that are local. Mm -hmm. They come up and help too. They'll be running grinders and 
whatever, chainsaws, <laughs> whatever we're making for that, for whatever show. But, uh, but that so, one, so that Seeking Stars art, basically, we just create excitement around things. Um, like uh, Shenandoah Arts Council in Winchester is um, having a big opening. They, they've hired us a couple of times to come in and, and just generate a lot of excitement around their opening. Or uh, just recently, our biggest biggest venture about about Kill Me was um, down in Richmond last year. It was the UNOS. You, you ever heard of them? They are uh, I think so. United <clears throat> Network for Organ Sharing. So anyone who gets a transplant in the United States, it goes through UNOS. They're, okay. They're, uh, someone gets in a bike wreck in Florida, then they call UNOS. If they're a donor, they call UNOS, and they they get the word out, and they find them. They find them a recipient within like ten or fifteen minutes, and they have wow. a, that heart going to yeah. Michigan or something because you don't, they don't have a lot of time. Yeah. For it. Yeah. And. Uh, so, yeah, sign your license. Everybody sign your license. Yeah. Get your, make sure mm -hmm. you're an organ donor because there's, uh, there's a lot of people on that waiting list. Man. Mm -hmm. a, lot of the, a lot of the places I toured getting ready for that show was uh, um, sobering. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Hmm. That's it. That's about so, it for the Seeking yeah. Stars. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's, oh, well, actually, we have a... Uh, I have an event coming up. When's this? Um, well, the event is June 22nd. This will be out before then. Okay. It'll it's, be like the second week of June, I believe. Yeah. All right. It's, up, it's yeah. actually up here at the uh, Police Reserve building. Okay. We have a, it's a yearly event we do called Summer Vibes. And um, it's a place where the, anyone who, uh, who wants to be involved can get signed up. I mean, as long as we're under the cap for the venue. Mm -hmm. And we have, I'll do a section on wearable art. We might be painting something or might be carving something. We did some design classes last year. Um, sometimes I'm just talking to them about how to... If the younger ones, I just like to talk to them about how to treat the stuff because a lot of times after a show, I'm fixing, I'm fixing <laughs> yeah. stuff. Man. They do not care. Mm. Um, so it's called Summer Vibes? Summer Vibes, yeah. And uh, if you go to SeekingStarsArt.com, you can get get signed up if, mm -hmm. uh, if anyone's interested it's not just for girls i typically say that because those are the ones that are always the three or four girls are the ones that are always at the gallery bothering mm -hmm. me pouring concrete doing whatever i need to do yeah but uh girls and guys we've got we've got a few guys going uh, we've got a, a professional runway model coming from dc this year that we've we've worked with before mm -hmm. in our shows in uh, baltimore and uh, and at dc at the howard theater she uh, she's real good she's gonna teach them how to how to actually walk because we like them to be a lot more expressive and fun, mm -hmm. and they're usually, they're usually wearing some outrageous stuff. Yeah, and, and I, I like them to act up and yeah. play with the crowd and things. Mm -hmm. But that's not what they want. If if these girls are really interested in in the pursuing runway. this as a yeah. career, then they need to listen to her. And, yeah, and uh, be a zombie up there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you said that was June twenty second. Yes, sir. Okay. June twenty second. Yeah, and we'll Seeking, at SeekingStarsArt.com. Yeah, we'll link that in the description below for anybody that's listening. You can click on that SeekingStarsArt.com. Yeah. yeah. You you were getting so, ready to start something. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> I think a uh, I think a first for the show. Uh, you actually brought along a little bit of uh, a little bit of brew. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. This is uh, one of my favorites from Short Story. It's good it is, too. Take, it is very good. Take, yeah. Take, or two for the show. That's it. Man. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's delicious. They were hot. I, I honestly don't like IPAs really, but I I very much like this beer. Oh, mm. good, good. Yeah, this one's a little. This one's a little on the brighter side of the IPA. Oh yeah, so definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, they didn't have my favorite, the Terra Firma, but this this does good. I still have to make it out there. Mm. I've heard so many good things about the place, and I've never been. Yeah, a lot of fun. Whereabouts is it? Out so, uh, nineteen, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a, just a, just a piece out of Reedsville. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's like uh, I think you were telling me about it. before. It's right after you, you go through yeah. Reedsville, right? Yeah. And you're kind of going up the hill, and it's there on the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You can't miss it. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, check it out there. I didn't realize there was one so close. Tom had told me about it. Tom from from. Uh, uh, Tattoo, Country Reds. Country Reds. Tattoo, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, he had told me about it and said that he he loved it. And then I think Zach recommended it to me. A bunch of people have, have recommended to try it. So, yeah. Real, real fun vibe out there. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Small brewery kind of place. This was actually part of a little story about us. We were, this was kind of an idea that we had tossed around in the beginning before we had even ever started recording was that. Every time we would sit down, we would have like a feature beer mm -hmm. and we would just like contact local breweries and have them, you know, either send us, you know, like a six pack or whatever for each episode or just buy them ourselves and just like shout mm -hmm. them out during the episode. But then once things hit the ground and started rolling, mm -hmm. there just wasn't time yeah. to get it, get it set up. So yeah, that now that we're. We're, we typically do two a days now on Sundays. On Sundays. So by the second interview, we'd be just too far gone. <laughs> <laughs> Already be well, now, two or three in. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you just have to do some planning and some spacing well, yeah. out. So, you know, the, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, but the second best time is right now. It's right so, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah, we did, a, did an episode with an old host, Chris. Um, he's actually no longer with us. Um, but he's whenever. alive. He's not on the show. Yeah, yeah he's alive. He'd be missed. But whenever we interviewed his band before he started, oh uh, God. this man, we drank what half a bottle of bourbon. No, uh, you drank the whole bottle. The whole bottle of <laughs> bullet bourbon rye. It wasn't yeah, bourbon. Oh, it was rye. Right, it was I love rye. that one. That one is so spicy. Yeah, it, oh, it is. So it is good. so good. God. It's it's, like, it's it's just alive yeah. when you drink it. I love it. Like I typically don't do a lot of editing to these because it's you know. But man, I had to edit that one down a lot. Like, Daniel was I was real rough. Yeah. There's a picture of me that my brother took. Because this is my brother's house. And um I don't remember the end of the episode. I don't remember <laughs> any of it. Well, it was like eight PM and he saw my car outside still and was wondering where I was, came downstairs, and I was just asleep on the floor right over there. Asleep. <laughs> <laughs> like man, it was rough. But it was fun. So Man, I have to get mm. into this mode. I am, I, uh, this is nice, the, the podcast mode, mm -hmm. instead of when you're doing, when I'm doing the uh, newspaper or, or, mm -hmm. or news interviews to promote something at the gallery or whatever, this is a lot nicer because we can feel this stuff out. And yeah. At, uh, yeah. That's I, actually I'm, good to hear because that's, yeah. that's something <laughs> that's we, we, yeah, you know, you know, we always, were, we were super worried about that from the get go that we didn't, we, you know, because you have to ask questions, you want to you wanna get into the nitty-gritty, have things explained and all that. 
but you don't want it to be structured and rigid. You yeah, know, no. People, I just, you want people to enjoy listening to yeah, it. Yeah, it just kind of hit me that I don't have to get out all the facts oh, the yeah, whole exactly. time. Yeah, We're going to yeah. be here for a minute or two. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, then we don't have a set set of questions. Like, I, I obviously do all the booking, so I, I, I read the bios. You know, I know generally um, I don't do like my – I don't do like a lot of in-depth research on anything because it makes it more natural. Jed doesn't know who we're even interviewing until the day of. No, I usually I ask mean, whenever I get here. Yeah, like we have we have a schedule, like a Google Drive schedule and stuff. So like the name of your business is up there on the schedule, but he doesn't go Which, any uh, further than that. <laughs> who was it? Um, <laughs> uh, it's been a, it's been probably two months back. It was the guy that we interviewed over Skype. Uh, was it Jason? Jason. Jason. I can't remember his last from, name. Um, is that the illustrator? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> But Lennox. whenever, when Jason we were interviewing him, uh, I had told him that, you know, that, that, that I never research anybody. Oh, yeah. I don't, I never want to know anything about it going into it. And he said, it's a, it's a really good excuse for laziness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. go, go far in this entertainment. <laughs> yeah. So we actually had two interviews recorded. Um, <clears throat> the second episode that we ever released was Bastion. Um, services mm, and solution mm. with uh, with Justin, and why does this keep going off? I've turned it off. Um, but the first time, because we had another um, female host back when it was my ex, um, and that we I, I had everything so structured then that he requested us to redo the interview because a lot of stuff didn't get talked about. So Jed and I did it, and since Jed knows more about way more about IT. And that's what Bastion Services and Solutions is. It was such a better interview. And there's another one that we still have to get them back in to, to do. But it was super structured, too. And it was wow, like, man. Yeah, with Underprints. We really have to get them in. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it helps it. It, it. I think it helps listening to it, too. Like, from an outside Absolutely. perspective. Like, you know, so I've heard people tell us that it's, you know, being able to listen to it and us feeling like we're interested in it too because we don't know and then we're asking the right questions, stuff that they're wondering, yeah. which is really cool to hear too. So I'm glad we're on the right track for that. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's got to be a lot more interesting for you guys because you're going to, you know, you, you have to go from uh, talking Star Wars to pro wrestling to, yeah, you know, we're talking mm -hmm. fish, I guarantee you that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you look at anything on the Instagram there on me, it's all... It's all fish usually, or so you do a lot of fishing. Something. Yeah, yeah, no, um, not lately. Not lately. La last couple of years, <laughs> yeah. I ain't been able to quit pedaling that bike. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but um, I'm. Uh, what do you I, mostly I fish for? Trout. Yeah, trout. You fly, fly fish? Yeah, a lot. Oh, oh, fishing, I man. could never do it. I love it. I, I tried to it. pick it up a couple <laughs> of times, and I just, I grew up just. <clears throat> Using regular rod and reel and they'll doing it the lazy way and yeah, oh, there's nothing wrong with that now. I've I've went hungry before on that fly. Yeah. <laughs> Found a night crawler and had something to eat that night too. Yeah, but yeah the uh I love the camping aspect of it and getting back in on Spruce Knob somewhere on mm, Seneca yeah. Creek or <clears throat> oh, somewhere back in, Big Sandy. Mm -hmm. Big Sandy, yeah. On the back side of Spruce? Big run. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Well, big, big Sandy's like the camping area. Oh, the camping area. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if you just kind of circle all the way around Spruce, it's on the back side. Okay. No, usually we're on the come down on the front side on Judy Springs. You, mm -hmm. it's okay. you walk yeah. in like mm -hmm. three miles to it and camp there. Mm -hmm. 
But yeah, but that's why I was confused. The big run is the stream that runs off the other slope yeah. from opposite of Seneca there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my dad and I, my, my dad taught me to fly fish, and I, I love it. I would much rather fly fish than sit there with a rod and reel and just sit, you know. Fly yeah. fishing so much more interactive. But the last time we went, um, it was last summer or two summers ago, and it ended up being the hottest oh, summer. Man. And Yeah, you just could, hit the bar during the day. Yeah, <laughs> like you could, uh, we could see the fish. It was clear. But they just, they, they yeah. were at the bottom. Yeah, they, just, they would not come up, man. It was, so after about three hours of trying, we were just like, let's just go home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it was. Yeah, I mean, if you're, so, if you're there <clears throat> just to, uh, you know, if you're there to catch fish, then mm-hmm. it's just one of them times you just go get something to eat and sit in some air conditioning until, yeah. <laughs> until right, yeah. very dark. And yep. you got about 40 minutes when the spinner hatches are coming off. <laughs> yep. And catch them spinners. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, some of, some of the, most enjoyable fishing I ever did. Um, I was stationed in North Carolina, and we would go to um, the channels, like the man-made channels in between the rivers and yeah. the different like lakes and dams and stuff, and walk along the channels, just basically like big creeks. And uh, we would just get real cheap short rods, and we'd go buy, I don't know, 50 crickets, like live yeah. crickets, and just bobber fish for brim. Mm catch like because you know, there's no limit on brim so we just walk through there anything bigger than your hand would keep keep like 50 of them yeah go home descale them gut them and just cook them whole that's the way i love them yeah and oh my god like it was so much fun because you just walk up and down those rivers drink in fish in get home eat a whole you know eat half a dozen with some potatoes mm. oh yeah, yeah. That's Absolutely. the thing is, my, we always, my dad always fishes in the catch and release areas, mm-hmm. so we can never, never take anything with us. Um, and I've still never caught anything on a fly, with fly fishing, still mm. haven't. Um, and my dad's kind of taught me like the different types of flies. I mean, there's so much to it; it's crazy. And he's you start like, tying your own flies. Oh, yeah, that's what my dad does, and it gets, yeah. uh, it gets crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's weird <laughs> that um, us, us humans have a. Like a proclivity to just make shit more complicated. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, right? you did yeah. just stab, you could just stab a worm in the face and have yeah. and get the same goal, <laughs> yeah. or you could complicate the shit out of it and spend yeah. thousands of dollars to go out and and uh, turn that water into a froth. Yeah. It's odd that we do that, but mm-hmm. this you just have to challenge yourself yeah. a lot. Yeah, I think that's what I always liked the most about the brim fishing was because growing up, all I ever fished for was trout, and. I mean, we did it the, the you know, lazy way, um, just with uh, power bait or salmon eggs mm-hmm. or, you know, some, something like that, yeah. something simple, earthworms. Um, and then with brim fishing, it was like, wow, this is even easier. Like, I don't even need, like, heavy line. I can use, like, nice light line, a cheap rod. Like, crickets cost nothing. And, I mean, brim will bite anything that moves. Yeah. So you don't even have to really try. Like, you just get it in their general vicinity, and they're going to eat it. Yeah, absolutely. And with trout, you know, they're kind of sneaky. Like, you got to you gotta do it the right way. You got to figure out what they want to eat that day, what it is that they're biting on. And you got to physically oh, stay yeah. low. Yeah. Because you, you, you exist in their world, and, and yeah. you don't, you're not used to that in, in some other uh, more murkier situations mm-hmm. or whatever. But, yeah, you got to stay low and not wear bright colors and mm-hmm. things like yeah. that. Yeah, if they know you're there, if you're making mm-hmm. too much noise, if you're, you know, too visible, then... yeah. They're gone. Mm-hmm. They're out. I've always wanted to get into bass fishing, though. 
Yeah. What? So you can spend more money? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the only thing that costs more money than fly fishing. Yeah. Well, so the reason I always wanted to get into bass fishing was because I could never figure out a fly rod, and bass fishing is more involved than, yeah. you know, just tossing power bait mm -hmm. yeah, into a lake and waiting. Yeah. Yeah, those guys, those, those, those guys are a sign of where they're at in the lake during the certain time of the year and mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how to, like, jig the... The lures, like you know, yep. different types of lures, you pop them different ways, and yeah, you can fly fish for them too, though. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I have a couple bass rods. I will say though, I think the ultimate lazy fishing style is. Um, I, I picked this up whenever I lived in Mississippi. You ever heard of a popping cork? Yeah, yeah, I use that a lot. So I'd never I mean, used when, the, when one I'm on before. the Gulf, or um, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. out in North Carolina in the Gulf, or yeah. down, down in Florida. Mm -hmm. They yeah, we use popping yeah. corks with a little shrimp behind them. Yep, mm -hmm. I don't know. So do you know what that is? No, I don't. So it's basically a bobber mm -hmm. with like jingles on it, pretty much. Yeah, and it's on a slide, and so you throw it out in the water, and then you just pop it, pop it a couple times, wait, pop it a couple times, mm -hmm. wait, and it makes noise, which in our world, freshwater fishing, that's like you really don't want to do that yeah. because you're going to scare mm -hmm. everything away. Mm -hmm. Well, out in the ocean, noise attracts them. Yeah. So like if you're if you're going after like speckled trout. Um, or drum or something like that, then they're they're gonna come to that noise mm -hmm. wherever it is and check it out. So you just have your your bait three feet down on a sinker mm -hmm. and you just pop that cork, make enough noise, they'll come over and check it out, see the shrimp, eat it, and Shit. you caught something. Hmm. That's like the ultimate easy way to do it. Yeah. We might be running off all your Comic Con crowd now. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> hopefully <all right>. <laughs> It's like, I mean, I grew up, uh, both of my grand, my grandfathers had ponds that they built and my, they both kept them stocked too. Um, and <laughs> you don't need, no, no more renovations, Jen. Um, but yeah, we like growing up, um, with my grandpa, I spent a lot of time with my grandpa in Buchanan and we'd always fish. I mean, he'd, he'd have cat, he's got catfish in there. He's got all sorts of stuff in there and we'd fish with Velveeta cheese. <laughs> oh, uh, for catfish? For oh, catfish, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I remember growing up, my grandpa's got the gloves on. So whenever we caught the fish, you know, you gotta, you don't want to lose your fingers. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. That or you take, uh, get the wet cat food mm -hmm. and uh, some dry cat food mm -hmm. and then chicken livers. Oh, chicken livers, definitely. Put the chicken livers through a blender mm -hmm. and then take the wet food, dry food, and chicken liver and mash it up into balls mm -hmm. and then freeze them. You can buy that shit and make margaritas in the blender too. <laughs> <laughs> margaritas sounds that's also that. fair. <laughs> the worst though is because every time I would ever go catfishing, this would happen every single time. We'd get out there, we'd have the chicken livers, all the all the stuff would be in the bed of the truck. We'd fish for you know three, four hours, whatever. Maybe catch some stuff, maybe not, and then drive back to the house, you know, by that time it's usually late. It's dark already because we would go out when it was getting dark. Yeah. Um, so at this point it's already like middle of the night. You get home and you grab everything out of the bed, put it all in the garage, wherever. Well, you forget about the chicken livers. <laughs> so so in this, I can't tell you how many times I've done this where I'll just leave a tub of chicken livers in the bed of the truck oof. for like weeks out in the sun. <laughs> Ugh. Just totally forget they're back there until one day I'll either smell it while I'm, you know, getting in and out of the truck or I'll mm. 
I'll go to put something back there and I'll see that carton sitting there all swolled up, ready to bust. Yeah. And it's just like, oh God, no. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's the no. worst. Absolutely. So th- th- those are the kind of experiences that I love to uh, try to paint, though, and yeah. try to try to um, get through in my art. It's why a lot of it, a lot of it has to do with uh, fishing, camping, and spruce knob and things like that because uh, those those memories. I mean, that, that obviously stuck in your head, and mm-hmm. and uh, and it's relatable to yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. So so that uh, I guess that's why I'm driven by mm-hmm. by the the outdoors more. To do uh, to do my painting and stuff. So as far as like your art itself, like what all do you do? Like where where did, like do you just paint? Like are you like obviously you teach all these other different forms? Like what's your main uh, form of art that you do? Uh, it's always evolving. Like um, you know, native vibes. Actually, it, I mean, it's a I have a very um, solid background and just 2d type art just mm-hmm. watercolor or or you know paint or oil i mean they're all about the same to me you just mm-hmm. have to change up style a little bit on them but yeah but um so like native vibes came about because uh, i was studying ancient uh, fishing techniques and okay. i was <clears throat> i was making old fish hooks i was making them out of birch and i mean i just i just did a whole board where i made uh, all different kinds and i really focused in on like everyone around the pacific like over in California, <clears throat> sorry, over in California, maybe they a lot of them used like a like a flat abalone shell that they would they would carve their hooks out of, mm-hmm. and, um, all the way over to. Um, was it? I mean, there's some people in in like the Polynesia, Hawaii, that area. They would use the bones of their enemies and carve them out of that that was interesting and now have you, you a, done that yourself <laughs> I, don't, I try not to have any enemies yeah, really that's, good. that's why i bring beard everywhere <laughs> but uh yeah they've got them in the bishop in the bishop museum in hawaii where they um uh, they they have they have some some human bone hooks there hmm. but all of their designs were just really aesthetically pleasing too even though they were functional and uh, so i started making them into jewelry and um I could not have people uh, googling my name because it is the same name of. Um, there's a little boy in Florida that that um, a doctor mistakenly gave him adrenaline instead of anesthesia, and so anytime you googled oh, my wow. name, that's all that came <laughs> up, and I did not want to down anybody, so I had to, yeah. so I had to figure out a name, and. Uh, so I take the native, you know, from those studying all the yeah. Aboriginal cultures and, mm-hmm. and using a lot of their uh, technology to, uh, and then I just love all the positive vibes from the festivals mm-hmm. and um, that's really my my goal in the end is just all the connections that I make with people, mm-hmm. uh, talking to them and watching them watching them remember something when I they come up to one of my like I got a huge painting of a lion's head up at Dolly Sods and. You can tell the people who have been there within two seconds when they just look up and see it, and their their eyes light up, and then you make that little connection with them because they mm-hmm. stood in that same spot that that I painted it from. Yeah. Where's that at in Dolly Sons? And it's about let's so you, so you go up Red Creek Trail. It's about four and a half miles in. Okay. So you go up Red Creek, and then there's one offshoot you have to take to the right, and uh, that gets you up into Lion's Head. Is Red Creek the one where? Um if you're coming into Dolly Sods from the south end, it's off of 19, coming up from Harmon. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's like one of the first ones on the left. Uh, off the gravel yeah. road whenever you're coming in. Yeah. I okay. I think I've hiked out there. Oh, okay. But I don't know if I know what lion's head is. <clears throat> you know, it's a big, big rock structure. It looks like a, yeah, it just looks like a mountain lion's head sticking out. Huh. Yeah, I definitely <clears throat> haven't been there. <clears throat> now I want to go check it out. Yeah. Cool I know the, <laughs> the, the name Native Vibes, like before I even like opened the email that you sent, like the, the application, or I don't know if you sent it or was it your... Yeah, my daughter your sent daughter it for sent me. It, yeah. Um, I saw the name... And honestly, the first thing I thought was like, you know, not not so much like Native American, but like that, almost like that Native to really, like like what you're just saying, you know, about like the fish hooks and things like that. That's kind of where my, my mind actually went. So the name itself actually is pretty, you know, it, it describes it well to okay. what you're actually trying to. Uh, most people most people do mm-hmm. a Bob Marley spin on it and it's like Natty vibes. But see, I didn't, I didn't I do, do that, not, but. <laughs> I do not care. I do not care. Yeah. And I don't correct. <clears throat> I don't care. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's with the name, you know. <clears throat> you take with it, you know, like wh- whatever your your viewpoints on it. Where like we had with wasted local talent, you know, we have we had some people that didn't want to be on the show because they're like, well, I'm not wasting my talent here. But I'm like, it's not about that. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, it's about that West Virginia as a whole isn't recognized for what for the talent that's here. So and it almost like it just put by the wayside because people don't care. So in a sense, it feels like it's being wasted, but in reality, it's not because the support from the community is what keeps us going. But yeah, so that's what know. I'm evolving into right now. Is uh, or um, I'm sorry, evolving into <laughs> right now um, is definitely the uh, the local aspect. I've been doing a lot more, doing a lot more West Virginia based um, subject matter. Um, and I've, I've even, for the last few months, I've been going out and getting coal. And I've been grinding coal into pigment. And I'm making watercolors out of it. So um, I will, if you go on to my Instagram, the Instagram, by the way, is HikerCob. So if you go into it, you'll see a lot of my, you'll probably see the progression of everything go through. But I do uh, portraits out of coffee. There's a big section in there. What? And they're, uh, <laughs> they're all actually hanging over at the Luna bar and grill or luna lounge over on locust avenue um i did their front window too it's got a big lit up it's got a skyline of fairmont with a a big sunset and a moon behind Mm. it but um yeah they're all hanging in there and and just doing uh just going through kind of like my pop culture type icons uh like willie nelson johnny Mm. cash um Whoever John Denver, mm-hmm. and uh, got into some more local stuff like uh, Don Knotts and Jerry um, Jerry West, and and uh, it just got me thinking more about the people from around here that are under um, undersold or eh, I don't know. You just you get tired of going out mm-hmm. into other states and. Mm-hmm. Uh, never mind. If you're listening to this, you probably know what I'm yeah. talking about. So. Yeah, what's <laughs> yeah, appreciation? Really. I mean, we were, yeah. and I don't know how we get some of the things that we get, like with the even with the racist shit and everything. Like, yeah. we were naming bridges off after black guys in the '60s. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's we're way more it's just, progressive than anyone thinks. Yeah, yeah. That's I get. It blows my mind. And the like, talent and everything is all, it's everything's oh, it's, unsung here. And it's, yep. so that's my, definitely my focus is evolving into mm-hmm. more of uh, Appalachia and really not just West Virginia, but Appalachia. My, yeah, and, my yeah. partner um, who works with me at the, at the gallery, 
she's from Kentucky. Okay. And you really get to see with, with her stories. Her name's Olivia Sizemore. Um, she's, uh, you know, you get to see how we're the pretty much the same as far as uh, Appalachia. Mm-hmm. Now, what did you say your Instagram was? Hikercom. H-I-K-E-R-K-O-L-B. We'll link that in the description below, too. That way people can right. do it. I've noticed that, which is which is really cool, um, that you know, the fact that Wasted is focusing on West Virginia. We've had we've had two artists from outside of West Virginia. Uh, one uh, was Rain of Z. They uh, well, their, their guitarist is from Clarksburg. Oh, yeah. That's the Pittsburgh guys, right? Yeah. Um, and then what Jed mentioned earlier, uh, Jason Lennox. He's actually from out of state, uh, but we we talked to him at. PopCon this year, and oh, we yeah. thought it'd be cool to have him on. Um, but it's cool to see, like, in because we get the stats of like where all of our listens, you know, come from, and we get people use you know VPN, so it bounces out of like New York and stuff a lot. <clears throat> but a lot of our listens come from out of state, wow, um, yeah. and not not just from those states that run those bigger VPN, which is odd. Yeah, and so I, but it, it's I think that it probably. Other states listen just listen to podcasts a lot more. That, than well, that's true too. Probably. Yeah, <clears throat> and <clears throat> we just I just signed us up for uh, this podcast site called Podcoin, where they give you like coins for listening to podcasts. Like for every ten minutes, you get a coin or whatever, and after so many coins, you can redeem those for gift cards. Well, they featured us on there, um, and Wednesday and Thursday. Um, typically on a Wednesday, we we don't do well on Wednesdays because it's had like a full week the episodes have. Um, so about 10 to 20 listens per Wednesday. Um, we had 250 on Wednesday because of it. And all of those came from out of state. Hmm. So, And we had like 30 new subscribers to it. So it was like really cool to see that people that had listened to it, um, even like all those people from out of state still subscribed because they want to listen to more of it. So it's hopefully... Eventually, this will grow into something to where that'll pull people into West Virginia and maybe help the community out more. Yeah. You know, which yeah, is, you guys kind of like a <clears throat> kind of be like a Robin Hood. Then that's the way yeah, that's yeah. the way I kind of think between mm. Mannington and Morgantown and Clarksburg. Like, uh, yeah, I just really want <laughs> want to get out and and show show people who it's just a day trip for. It's just an hour and mm-hmm. a half trip for, or an hour or thirty minutes or whatever to Mannington to let them know that this this cool stuff is going on there. Yeah, um, yeah. we. Uh, there's a lot that West Virginia has to offer, especially like, I mean, yeah, Morgantown, um, Charleston. I mean, like the, the in between, like Clarksburg's Clarksburg's kind of suffering just because of the, the people who run Clarksburg yeah. kind of are making it that way. Not on, I wouldn't say on purpose, but they're more concerned about like the bigger businesses and stuff like that, like bringing in like the government buildings and stuff like that. But. Um, Buchanan is blowing up again. I love like the local. I love stuff, back man. in Trader's Alley there. Yeah. I did. I did a show back there last September. It was. Mm-hmm. It was a blast. Uh, my mom works at uh, Fishhawk, down there on Main Street, right. the little like cafe place, and it's crazy to see like because I I graduated from Buchanan, oh, okay. and there wasn't anything downtown like the Dairy Queen. You know, it's a few stores here and there, but 
I wish that I was like 10 years younger. That way I could have graduated now because the downtown is awesome. And I probably wouldn't have gone to jail yeah. if there had been more to do downtown. <laughs> you know? so, yeah. Plot twist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking but, of that, let me get, let me get one more well, in before we, no, yeah, go, yeah. just because you spoke of give them something to do. Um, so yeah. if the kids that don't like art, I actually also do uh, chess on Wednesdays at seven. Chess? Yeah. Like chess club, mm -hmm. chess night, chess, whatever. Um, God, I've, Chess. It yeah. just kind of started out as a few of us guys, uh, like a Whiskey Wednesday type thing. Mm -hmm. Somebody would bring a different bottle or try it out, but uh, then we thought, well, heck, we'd just put the whiskey away and open it up to kids, <clears> too, <throat> if they wanted to come, and um, we, they can come and learn, or if someone wants to come and teach or anything, mm -hmm. we sometimes we just get into some spirited games, too, yeah. but uh, if anyone's interested in that, it's... Yeah. So do you look out, like, do you look for volunteers to come and help you with your classes? Um, people that are, you know, I look, uh, I look for them. Yeah. yeah. So, so and how I'm would still they looking for them? Yeah, lot, <laughs> still yeah. looking for them. How would they get a hold of you if they're interested, if they're listening right now? Like, would it just be through your Instagram or do you have an email? Yeah. Through the Instagram <clears> or through Instagram. The Facebook, uh, the Facebook <clears throat> slash native vibes. Okay. Um, my email is hikercob at Gmail. Okay. So yeah, we'll, we'll put all that in the description too. That way it's easy for them. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So have you ever thought about doing like a podcasting class, something like that? Because um, I mean, I'm actually uh, in June, the first two weeks of June, um, which this will be out like right around then, I'm actually teaching a class here in Fairmont, middle school class on the in, like introduction to podcasting. Shameless oh. pitch. Yeah, yeah, I would have, absolutely oh. would, would love to have something like <laughs> yeah. that up there. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I can't, uh, you know, the turnout is sometimes dismal. Mm -hmm. I can't promise anything, yeah. but uh, <laughs> yeah, we can put it up and see yeah. how much... Uh, See how much interest mm -hmm. we have. Yeah, if you if like after this, if you want to talk about, you know, we maybe we can work something out because I don't work. This is what I do, full time essentially, um, and right. I wouldn't mind donating my time over the summer. Give me something to do, and you know, if people are interested in it, yes, I, I know they are. I know we got uh, got some some techie type guys mm -hmm. and uh, and girls in town that that are uh, definitely working on entertainment type mm -hmm. things video podcasting just being content creators yeah so that uh yeah that would definitely mm -hmm. be interesting yeah we'll work something out and uh and also the uh i have put this out a few times and haven't got a lot of response but um i'll keep putting it out too that i don't i can't run everything mm -hmm. but if someone wants to run a uh, poetry night or comedy night or open mic night I would love that. Or like a Sunday improv troupe. You mm -hmm. just meet every other Sunday or every Sunday or whatever. Um, if someone is interested in that, they can get, get, get in touch with me about that too. Okay. And all that would be, you can you can do all that at your, your place out in Mannington? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unless cool. it's really cold. Yeah. That, that old B&O building is only good for about <clears throat> 40 degrees over the outside temperature. Okay. So if it's <laughs> yeah. zero outside, it's still 40. It's still 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, tell it isn't here. <laughs> you know, speaking of local needs, I uh, ran into a problem over the weekend, and I think we need to start a second business because it is uh, saddening how hard it is to get a hold of live crawdads. Oh, oh man. I'll, give man. You, I'll make you some drawings. I'm not giving it to the listeners, but I'll make you some drawings later for some pepperoni traps. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> because... Like you just can't, like I've I've tried so hard to find places that have live crawfish for sale. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sale? Yeah, I don't yeah. know about that. I know I can. 
I mean, I know how to catch them myself. I'm just saying, like, we might need to start a second business and start selling crawdads because I'm pretty sure this is a market that needs tapped into. Yeah. Yeah, whenever I was little, whenever because uh, my, my dad was in the Air Force, we were uh, we lived up in upstate New York until I was about ten. But I remember stealing my mom's like gallon uh, jugs for like the refrigerator. She'd like make tea in, and we'd take those and we'd just go out and fill them up with crawdads. Yeah, we'd just go out to the river behind our house and like go up and down the river catch those and Heck she, yeah, a little old bay and butter. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, we'd yeah. make we'd make uh, sains just with <clears throat> sticks and just sain them. Mm-hmm. Where were we at in upstate New York? It was a little town called Boonville. Boonville. I don't think um, I've been through there. I love Roscoe. Roscoe? I've been to Roscoe. Trout wow. Town. Mm. That was like... Uh, I'm sure my dad's been there before. He's a huge trout. I'm sure he was, guy. too. Yeah. 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 We, were, we were headed that way. My wife and I used to do uh, quarter vacations. Mm-hmm. And, and and the kids, you know, we'd drug them along, too, when, yeah. they, were, when they were lower <laughs> and didn't have a choice. But mm-hmm. And we would just go to Fairmont and flip a quarter. We'd have the van and some sleeping bags and come to Fairmont and flip a quarter whether we were going north or south and mm-hmm. um one year we so we hit Fairmont flipped a quarter went north and we hit Lake Erie flipped a quarter went east and uh we were going to be within like 50 miles of Roscoe New York okay and I was telling like if you're a Catholic and you're 50 miles from the Vatican. You have to go to the Vatican. Yeah. Well, that's, what, that's what Roscoe, New York, is to fly fishermen. Yeah. I mean, that's where that's where all the Bibles were written. There, yeah. that's where Lefty Cray jumped off a bridge in his waders, and mm. just all kinds of uh, legendary <laughs> stories happened happened up there. Yeah. On, uh, never, never sink and beaver mm. and uh, yeah, some good mm. stuff. Have you ever been up to Alaska to fly fish before? No, no, no. Yeah, I'd love to. My older brother was in the Air Force, too, and he was stationed in Alaska, and my dad went up to visit him. Just, I mean, I, he wanted to see his son, obviously, but I think his main goal was to fly fish up there, and he did, and he yeah. loved it. Oh, I got He it. loved it <laughs> yeah. up there. I wonder what all you can fly fish for up there. Because, I mean, sure. you've got yeah. salmon. I'm sure you can fly fish those. Mm-hmm. But what about, what are those big fish up in Alaska, the, the ones halibut? that can get, like, 10, 10 feet long? Um, not not sure. They have sturgeon up there. Sturgeon. Yeah, yeah sturgeon. there you go. Mm. That's probably too big to fly for, right? They don't no. really top feed. No, they make fly fish. They make fly stuff for everything. Yeah? Yeah. How much money do you want to spend? Probably. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I remember somebody once told me that they had, um, I want to say it was like forty or $50,000 worth of fly gear at oh, their house. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Like oh, it's expensive. <laughs> like my and dad got when lucky. I got when I got shocked. She's like, "Oh no! Like, look, like here's you know this right here is just my junk rod, and the rod and the case were like six thousand dollars." Uh, oh no, that's I'm like, oh my god, that's out of hand there. How? Yeah, that's a bit why? Much. <laughs> like my dad found a fly rod, a nice fly rod at a, at a yard sale, and it was. I think he spent two, three hundred dollars on it. I yeah, mean, you know, yeah, you shouldn't be paying four digits for yeah, a fly no, rod. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it. That's the, that's the thing. Is like, whenever my dad first started wanting me to fish with me, he only had one fly rod. You know, so it was like, you know, I'll take a rod and reel and go with you and just kind of hang out while you're up and down the river fly fishing. Then he got another fly fly rod, then another fly rod, and so yeah. now he, that's whenever <laughs> he started teaching me how to do it, and I love it. I always love seeing the <clears throat> floating line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just seeing somebody throw a floating line mm-hmm. looks so cool. Yeah. My my biggest thing was getting it stuck across the river in a fucking tree. Yeah. Like that was the biggest pain for me because I was still wasn't used to like how to how to really toss it and everything and it would just go whoop and into trees and it's like 
my dad's like, I just tied that fly. You better get it out of there. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you don't want to like, because you. That was the opposite. That's why I started tying my flies. That's from, yeah. from so losing, you didn't have to worry about Losing those dollar fifty flies, man. I was a climbing son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> See, so. I did the same thing. I, I had a couple mm. of uh, like expensive um, spinners and, you know, different types. And I'd get them stuck somewhere and then. You know, I, I remember I had a few whenever I lived in North Carolina that I paid more than $10 for. And it was the only, I think I had two or three of them. And I went in the water to get them once. And after that, I was just like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to start buying the cheapest things I go. can find. Hell that yeah. way, if I do get them stuck, I'll just cut the line, tie another one on, and just move on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, big lot sells fishing lures too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go hover some yard sales. Yeah, that's where my dad's found a lot of his stuff. Like, you know, he'll find boxes of flies that people are just, you know, either estate sales or yard sales. People just don't know what they have, and he'll just go pick them up for five, ten bucks, you know. And I've actually found some really cool stuff at yard sales, though. I'm like, found a bottle of it's a 69 Jim Beam and one of the old uh with whiskey in it with whiskey in it oh. um with it was in the bottle it looked like a bowling <clears throat> bowling pin um, back whenever they did those and had like a little top that you'd pull up on the top and pour it still sealed and man that was good yeah <laughs> it was good yeah that's probably oh, yeah. back whenever jim beam wasn't uh, terrible mm -hmm. <laughs> it was found a bottle of 86 jack daniels too you can go too good. far back though oh yeah have, yeah, yeah have you tried the, <laughs> yeah. have you tried the new the new release for this year no. So they have their pre-prohibition recipe out this year. I was at a liquor store in Cumberland, headed to a show a couple weekends ago, and I saw that weird label and asked him asked him about it, and he said that's uh that's what it was. It was mm -hmm. a, their recipe before prohibition. When they came back online, they came back on with a little bit of a softer uh, thing, and I'm mm -hmm. to it. Them were some real drinking sons of bitches. That stuff is harsh. What if oh. we can get some uh, pre-prohibition Coca-Cola? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Listen, you, you, I don't think your job would allow for that. No, no, you, no it would not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Hang out under the high-level <clears throat> bridge long enough, someone will come along yeah. and free something. Yeah. They'll just give you a 2019 Coca-Cola with you know, just a dash I, of Coke. I think, what, I think what kills me the most about like that story is whenever people are always talking about you know oh man coca-cola used to be wine and cocaine and mm -hmm. and there was like oh that's crazy you know nobody thought of cocaine everybody just thought oh blah 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 my the thing that always immediately like comes to my mind is like that has to taste awful right mm, i don't know i've had it <laughs> because whenever I, the first time i went to mexico they still use the original recipe like the original, original recipe, recipe. And like I was wondering why cocaine. I was so wired. <laughs> and our translator was like, yeah, they here they still use the original recipe. And I'm like, I want a church trip. <laughs> and I want cocaine. <laughs> like, great. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, it probably wasn't like the original, original recipe, but it still had, they still used the, the coca leaf and stuff in it. Yeah. You know, so it was still like that. It wasn't using caffeine. It was using cocaine to give you energy. So... <laughs> But I mean, well, they, back then they used to do, I mean, they'd have like different things with different types of illegal drugs now, um, you know, cocaine or opium, opium, all that stuff that was fine. And they doctors used it. So, yeah. Get you some good old laudanum. Yeah. Laudanum. Yep. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, Daniel. So the uh, oh, sorry, my sorry, my parents are texting me. They're the tree across the 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 yard fell down. Oh man! Oh yeah. Well, a couple years ago, whenever we had it's that a hefty really, tree, yeah, whenever we had that really bad uh, snowstorm back in what 2016, um, the one that lasted like <clears> five days, yeah, like yeah. where we had like three feet of snow or whatever, mm-hmm. um, the one of the branches, big branches, fell off that tree and totaled one of their cars. Oh man! And my dad said he watched. He just told me he watched that tree start to fall, and he was just like, his car was parked underneath of it, and he was just like. Not again. <laughs> but luckily it fell the other way this time. Oh, so, so, yeah, sorry. I was looking at that. Like, can't go through that again. But <clears throat> All right. So, well, I can, I can go back to more through the through evolution maybe then. Let's see. Uh, I started. Uh, what did I do then? I used to carve funguses. I would go out on trees. Carve and, funguses. Yeah, so there's a fungus called an artist conch. And, huh. Uh, it's those big, big woody mushrooms you see growing on the yeah. side of a tree. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. hard, hard as shit. And yeah, can, yeah, yeah. And they have a real white bottom to them. So um, I would kind of treat Sam. them like scrimshaw, actually. What? So it's Sam. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but they, uh, yeah, so I would kind of treat them like scrimshaw, and I would scratch pictures in them and put ink in them and then mount them on, uh, mount them on pieces of chestnut or... Mm-hmm. Uh, Something, something pretty. Something, something had a pretty root. Usually. Oh, that would be awesome. Then you could just hang it on the wall. Both, yeah, yeah. hang on a wall or sit on a desk or whatever. You oh, know, yeah. put felt on them. You could set them down, and I, and I made hanging ones too. And, hmm. um, but then, then after that, that's that's when it came through. Then then I went into the tattoos and hmm. and everything. But uh, but so, yeah, now it's pretty much watercolor. My my art is pretty much just watercolor, acrylic, and oil and. Yeah, I saw whatever a, the hell I find. I creeped your Instagram a little bit. I saw the uh, the watercolor of the red eft. Uh, the what? The uh, newt. Oh, the hellbender. Well, the, I saw the acrylic hellbender, and that one was awesome on the map. Oh, you mean the orange one with the blacks? Yeah, I got it. I yeah, got yeah, it. yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. yeah, that was an older one. Okay, yeah. that's right. All right, I never knew the name of that. That's a red eft. Red eft. Yeah, it's oh, the um, okay. so. I don't know if you ever seen them in the. No, I see them all the time. I love them. Yeah. Well, so you see the little red ones with like the. Well, they're like orange, and then they have like the dark red spots. Yeah. With like the black circles. Yeah. And then if you've ever seen in creeks and stuff, um, there's bigger ones and they're green, but they still have like red dots with black circles. So okay. that's actually the. Oh, I'm not gonna be able to remember the name. It's Eastern something salamander, um, and they're born in the water. And then they hatch into tadpoles, and then they develop into, uh, they eventually grow legs, and their gills absorb into their bodies, and they go up on land. And when they go up on land, they're called red efts. And they go up on land so that they can move from, like, one body of water to another. That way, if if the body of water that they were all centralized in were to dry up, they wouldn't all die because they're moving to, like, other water sources and they're propagating. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, you even see them squirrel hunting. Mm-hmm. If you're to squirrel yeah. hunting and kick over a rock, you might see one yeah. out in the middle of the woods. And they'll stay that way for, like, a year or two, I think. And then um, they'll once they reach their adult stage, they go back into the water, they regrow gills, and then, uh, well, they actually don't regrow gills, but they turn amphibious and they get slimy skin, go back into the water, and that's whenever they actually breed and then lay eggs. 
Man, you are super into salamanders. <laughs> I, 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 so growing awesome. up, I was like really, 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 really big into wildlife. Um, I used to have like all kinds of books and encyclopedias of stuff. And I would go out and uh, we had like a, it wasn't actually very much. It was maybe like two acres of forest behind our house in Bridgeport. And there was a creek that ran through it. So I would go out there all the time and catch all kinds of bugs. I had a like a foam board in my room and I would go catch bugs and pin them to the, fo the foam board and oh, look yeah. up like what species they were. And then I had a label maker and I would like label them <laughs> oh, yeah. and everything. Huh. Good deal. That is, uh, yeah, that's fun to get into the, get into the weeds that much on something. Yeah. That's kind of mm -hmm. the way I did with the fish hooks too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, you can kind of, the wildlife's there, like no matter what, it's going to be there whenever we're gone. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. I don't know. It just always interested me a lot to know things about the wildlife, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, Some of the things are so surprising. I always equate them. Like, that's why I have a little bit of a thing with butterflies and mayflies. Um, which I even have a tattoo of the butterfly there. Mm -hmm. This is uh, the, they kind of, they're so pretty for just a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. They always remind me of like, um, Jim Belushi and Janis Joplin, and uh, or not Jim Belushi, but uh, John Belushi, mm -hmm. Janis Joplin, yeah. Jimi Hendrix, uh, mm -hmm. Kurt Cobain, whatever they just, I that's how I make the connection in my head that they burn the brightest for the short amount of time, mm -hmm. and uh, they live as caterpillars and mayflies live as these ugly ass little bugs on the bottom of the mm -hmm. on the bottom of the creek for two years, and then they hatch for like two days of mm -hmm. just sex. Yeah. And then you know, <laughs> when the females lay the eggs, and then yep. it's back to living like a worm for the for the rest of the time. They mm -hmm. they only get to be pretty for a short amount of time, and they uh, they sure are for that time. But yeah. I, I guess I'd romanticize that a little bit too much. But yeah. <laughs> I love moths, like like just the different. I mean, there's so many different types of moths, like the big. I mean, I just love seeing them. I know nothing about them, but I, I, I think they're. I, I love. Really um, cool. And I've, I've, I've only been fortunate enough to see them a couple of times. Um, but uh, they're called... Um, like centipedes? Lunar? Oh, no, fuck <laughs> centipedes. Fuck he that. has a fear of centipedes. No, and shit. Like, no, no, no. Oh, man. Dude, I saw one the other day on the side of Eric's house that was like... It was like nope. that long and like it was a nope. good almost two inches thick. And I was like, Absolutely man, not. I almost sent you a picture, but that's, that's some rainforest <laughs> shit right there. Dude, it no. was it was man. disgusting. Nope. <laughs> yeah, the lunas. Those are the big, big, pretty green the ones. The green ones. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've actually I think I've seen them twice. Um and only one of them was actually alive because they don't really come out much during the day, right? They come out like at dusk. You know what? I've never, at night. I've never really seen them actually out out. You just kind of see them like mm -hmm. in the morning if they get caught somewhere mm -hmm, that they're not yeah. used to or something, mm -hmm. and you kind of see them hanging out there. But. I remember um, at at our house actually. It was like right after I had I had bought my house, and um, I was sitting on my back porch one night. Um, I smoke a tobacco pipe, and I was sitting out there smoking, and uh, I I heard the wings. Like I could hear yeah. the, the they're substantial. Oh yeah, and and I saw it, and there it was. Like you know, I could just barely make it out from the light that was coming out of the house, and it flew over and it like landed on one of the pillars of my back porch. And I walked over to it and I checked it out for a while, and I mean, what a cool looking thing! Oh, yeah. Like how awesome. But I I I saw another one, um, and I don't remember where, but it was dead. It was uh, 
it was a whole intact um, uh, moth, but it was like in a parking lot. Hmm. And it had just landed and died. But yeah, those are the moths that I think are sweet. Oh, like yeah, when you see the huge ones, mm -hmm. like those are awesome. Now, if you've ever heard of a hawk moth before, um, yeah, not man. a lot of people I'm have, out. and not a lot of people know what they are. So a hawk moth sounds horrifying. Is a moth. <laughs> That's the ones where you beat your neck with your hat. Real quick. <laughs> yeah. So so basically, it it flat. It's 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 kind of unlike most moths. Um, it's a very fast and agile moth. And it feeds exactly like a hummingbird. It has a really long proboscis that it huh. rolls out of its face, and it'll hover in place, mm -hmm. and it'll suck the nectar out of flowers, just like a hum hummingbird will. Huh. My, my brother-in-law, well, he, now he's my brother-in-law. At the time, he was my sister's boyfriend. Yeah. And my sister, were sitting on the front porch of our house uh, growing up, and we have these, well, my mom had these hanging plants that hung on the front porch. Well, I guess one of these hawk, hawk moths had flown over and was like getting nectar out of the flowers and it was nighttime, it was dark. Something about him like interested this hawk moth and it just like attacked him. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all sitting in the living room watching TV and we just hear them like yelling and like we run out there and he's in the yard running around, like throwing his hands all over yeah. the place, like trying to figure out what this thing is that's attacking him. And they thought it was a hummingbird, yeah, but it was nighttime. So hummingbirds don't come out. So me, of course, being young and like as super interested as, as I was in all things, bugs and lizards and creepy crawlies, um, I started scouring my books and I found the hawk moth and I saw that it was, local to our area so mm -hmm. i was like that had to have been it because hummingbirds don't go out at night now, how big are these things about the size of a hummingbird oh that's yeah. way that's way less than the name yeah yeah, yeah maybe say, hey, uh, moth. i was thinking something like fucking no. yeah i was no. like almost a foot and you know no. <laughs> i mean keep the dog inside <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe a four <laughs> inch four okay, or five yeah. inch wingspan well still i mean something that, like that comes at you at, especially at night at night yeah yeah like is it a bat? <laughs> what is, <laughs> what it? is happening? <laughs> There's uh, so. that that part that hover and 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 that reminds me of uh, you know where Slady Fork is. Slady Fork. Yep. I don't yeah, I don't care really about familiar. it. Before. I would have never talked about it before, but I don't care mm -hmm. about advertising it now because the state went and made it up. Either fly fishing only or catch and release. It's, it's catch and release. My, me and my dad fished up there before. Yeah, it used yeah. to be a hidden little gem, man, yeah. that you could walk up to. But you'd get way up in there, and there's birds called cedar wax wings, and they look like they're cardinals, but they're smaller, hmm. and they're they look they all look like the female cardinal. Mm -hmm. And those little bastards do not care about getting right up in your eye and eating the bugs. They like eating the little pecker gnats that are flying around your face. Uh, and they really? Just, <laughs> 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 it's an adventure. You, would get, you better oh, have your glasses on yeah. <laughs> up there. That's actually where we went the day that I said earlier, where it was the, like the hottest day of that summer. Oh, okay. That, that's where we were at. Oh, Christ. That's like a mile and a half walk up to there. Yeah. Too. Yeah. It was miserable. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> but I love it up there, though, man. See, that's so where my nice. style of fishing yeah. pays off. That's a beautiful mm -hmm. area. Because you just find a nice spot in the shade. Throw. Well, it wouldn't have mattered that day. Get about the fish three. Would not, they, they didn't give a no. shit. And they did not care. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you could have thrown anything in that water, and they just kind of like looked up at it, and they're like, mm -mm. "No." So, I mean, there was—I mean, I was sitting there because I tried to because we, we he brought regular 
rods and reels too and we tried both of them and just tossing them out there and the fish just did not care because i mean you could like it was clear you could see hadn't rained in probably a week and it was hot so like the water was low anyway and it just well, see that's the benefit of bank fishing yeah. though because you just throw your rods out there find a uh, find a shady place to sit and just start drinking wait a minute who they, they ain't nobody said you can't get drunk fly fishing that's true <laughs> that's true <laughs> well but you're not gonna be in the shade more than likely because you're gonna be out in the middle of the river yeah if you're waiting doesn't matter. Yeah. You can get yeah. a few more. You get, you're, nice, you're nice and cool with you the get, water running. Yeah. yeah. My favorite one of my favorite uh, my favorite authors, <laughs> Robert Travers or John D. Volker. I one of them is his pen and one of his real name, I don't remember, but uh he wrote uh, Trout Magic, Trout Madness. But he always talks about uh dropping them as he's going up, dropping mm-hmm. the full beers as he's going up the stream and then fishing his way back through and, and emptying them. <laughs> it's one of my favorites until they, until some little bastard's following you and, and getting your beers. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't do that anymore. Now the streams are getting a little crowded. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing. The The first time my dad took me uh, fly fishing, uh, I forget where it was. It was up around the Canaan area, somewhere back in there. And we got a cabin up there for a couple couple nights and it was like everywhere we went like all the spots that my dad would go whenever he was like a kid um or all these spots that he thought was hidden i mean they were it was just packed full of people and you just like i'd rather like fly fishing like if i'm fly fishing and there's somebody even 20 feet up river or down river it's like I don't want that. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you don't want, and these people were like, you know, under this bridge, uh, cause I mean, it was a big spot under this, this one bridge where my dad used to go. There was like 15 people down there fly fishing. It's mm. like, no, we'll just go up river or down river or whatever. It's like, why? Like, and then they all congregated there. It's like, why? Yeah. None of you guys are going to do anything. <laughs> I, would, I would much rather just stand in the rapids and yeah, froth mm-hmm. the water and catch shit. Than, yeah, exactly. Then <laughs> yeah. have to fool with that. And mm-hmm. I, I, that's what I do up at Erie. Um, my my game plan is usually just to go to the mouth of the river mm-hmm. and then walk upstream. Walk like, upstream. Yeah, go where it dumps into the lake and walk upstream until I don't run into anybody because yeah. cause they're coming there. They're not like a stock yeah. trout. They steelhead just they're always running up mm-hmm. the river. So yeah, yeah, I can't uh, I can't stand to be around people mm-hmm. and up there. That's hard. But mm-hmm. you just go during PA's deer season. That's the trick, by the way, for all, all us West Virginia guys. <laughs> just because their first week of their buck season is our second week of buck season. So we've already got our deer. We go up and take their fish then. There you go. <laughs> Can I, you know, I used to hunt and fish growing up, and I, I don't really do much of either anymore, but I quit hunting way before I quit fishing. Yeah. Because, I don't know, it's just not worth it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just enjoying hunting, though, is, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I, I enjoy mean, hunting. I do. Yeah. But, I mean... It's, I mean, I'm, I'm not in hunting and fishing for the money. So. It's, oh, yeah. it's, uh, it's for spiritual healing. It's getting harder yeah. and harder and harder to find. Like, I remember growing up, you know, we had dozens of places that we could go to hunt. Farms, yeah. you know, people's land that we knew, people's land that we didn't know that they were okay with people hunting on it. You know, yeah. just open public places that you could go hunt that not a lot of people knew about. And it just seems like any more anywhere you go if it's not there's private a, there's land, a lot of vitriol around yeah it. um especially if you're trying to stick in this area and and only be a 20 minute drive from your house you know if you live around here but um if you're if you want to invest two weekends a year 
that that's your trip is to go and hunt. Um, you know, the Nash, Ma National Forest is huge and it's mm-hmm. and it's great and lots of lots of super uh, convenient campsites down around Gandy and Glady and mm-hmm. like up Glady to the left there. Uh, that's one of my favorites. I love camping there. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, you're right. It, for me, it's more of a. It's not that it has to be worth it or not for me. It just has to be. Um, maybe to heal, to heal you a little bit from from being too human for a while or yeah. something. Yeah. I don't know. Just and then you look at all the stupid stories about uh, Monsanto or whatever is going on with with all of that shit and the meat you buy in the store and mm-hmm. just all of that stuff makes me want to even want to more and more just just get the. Which luckily we get a beef off a farmer so mm-hmm. yeah so we don't uh, we don't and and you know what when we go to a barbecue maybe where a lot of other couples might bring meat too and they might so they bring they have their sam's meat sitting there and we have ours maybe from 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 our local farmer and ours within uh 20 or 30 minutes will be starting to get a little gray tinge to it yeah there's gonna be bright just bright as just hell bright red yep. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like what are they doing to that shit yeah i know to right? make it stay that way just all the hormones and crap they pump into it yeah like farm red like my, my parents would for a while there they were buying half a cow every year uh, from a local farmer buying a pig every yeah. year getting the bacon and the ham and all that and, it, and it's it it's got to help in the long run you got to yeah. live longer man and, doing that shit and it's so much better yeah it oh, tastes definitely. so much better yeah. like it's like it's like venison like yeah. I, you, I love it. Like, and it, it took me a while when I was younger to get used to the the taste of it because it tastes different. It tastes a little different, you know. And same with like farm farm raised beef or you know pork, it tastes a little bit different than what you're going to buy in the store. But after you get used to it, there's yeah. nothing. There's nothing like See, it. And really, just never yeah. cook it over medium. Yeah, you can't get venison over medium. Yeah, no, See, I don't know. Yeah. I, I I might catch some shit for this, but like, never really cared much for deer meat. Really? Yeah. No, not really. That's another reason why I don't really hunt because I don't see the point if I'm not going to eat it. Yeah, yeah. if you're not going to eat it, yeah, no. if you're not going to eat and, it. And I mean, I don't mind hunting and giving somebody else the meat, but then it's like if I'm going to go through the trouble of going out in the woods, <laughs> killing a deer, sitting for a while, gutting it, killing something, yeah. gutting <laughs> yeah. it, quartering it, yep. getting it cleaned up so I can take it to a butcher and get it butchered and then mm-hmm. give it to somebody else, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. A now, I will yeah, say yeah. my. You like deer jerky? My Achilles heel. No, not really. really? No. Man. I like elk that's, jerky. That's where, my wife, that's where my wife draws the line. Man. I like deer elk jerky, jerky all day long. Oh, me no. and my buddy okay. would have okay. like okay. bags of it. I will yeah. say, oh, I will man. say, I would probably so take an entire deer, mm-hmm. the, the whole deer, even the good cuts, and make deer bologna with cheese in it. Yeah. Hell yeah. You give me yeah. some good deer bologna, I will eat that whole thing. Mm-hmm. I love deer bologna. But venison, yeah, just straight venison. I love it. My no, mom my, makes like baked steak with it. My Achilles like heel though yeah, is if so you get good. some uh, some crispy bacon, mm. some fresh trout fillets, pan fried, and some ramps Shit, and some yeah. potatoes and maybe some onions. Morels if you're lucky. See, I, I've never had them. Oh man, I've never had them. <clears throat> I know what they are. I've never had them. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Look look me up next April 15th. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll get out and we'll show you some. Go I got hunt, a go couple secret spots. I'll blindfold you. Yeah. Take, take yeah. <laughs> so both of you guys being, you know, like, you know, country guys, how do you feel about ramps? Oh, I love, I love ramps. ramps. Oh, my God. I, I ramps, absolutely anything. love okay. ramps. Yeah, cool. I will as eat As long as we're on the same page there. Yeah. With anything. Yeah. 
Like I yeah. hate my house smelling like food. Like whenever I cook and and you know the house smells like fish or whatever forever. Like even mm. trout. Like oh, yeah. As much as I love trout, like. I hate whenever you cook trout and then your whole house just smells like trout yeah. for two or yeah. three days. Mm-hmm. Like I, I hate that. But ramps, like I oh, could yeah. give a shit less if my house smells bad. I don't care. Oh, I want yeah. ramps. Like so good. I do. Uh, I do caricatures, and uh, you know at festivals or like a corporate gig. A corporate might have me come in or whatever. But I went over to Mason Dixon Park a couple weeks ago. They were having their ramp uh, dinner, mm. and uh, I was actually part of a little project where they. Uh, there, 10 I think West Virginia artists and we made some ferry houses around Mason Dixon Park they have a trail there to get kids out and mm-hmm. get them out on the trail get them outside and, and they brought some of us in to do that uh, and in return we got to work their ramp dinner so yeah. I, I just set up out in the parking lot doing caricatures and but god they had everything they had, had ramp cake and uh, never heard of ramp cake before ramp cake there might, I've heard of a lot of a lot of different stuff with ramps but not ramp cake <laughs> Listen, in, there's a line, and I found it <laughs> that, I that I'm probably not going to cross again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but everything up to that was was just perfect. The yeah. wontons, they made ramp wontons. Ooh, oh, my God. That would be good. <laughs> Man. Ooh. Yo, was, with, like, some cream cheese. Yeah, that's what mm, it was. Cream cheese man, and yeah. butter and ramps in the middle. and. <sighs> That would be so good. If I was humming that night. Whew, oh, I wasn't whatever. hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Man. My God, that sounds good. <laughs> that sounds so good. I haven't had ramps in like two years either. You know what would be it's good? Like, Man, that, I, that, I want some ramps. That, yeah. mm, some, uh, make a homemade white pizza with ramps? With ramps on it? That what's would with, be good. I love what's white with pizza. the white pizza? What's wrong with regular pizza? I mean, I guess you could do it on regular, regular pizza, pizza too, but like I was yeah. just thinking like on a <laughs> white a, pizza with like well, a, I mean, what, what constitutes a white pizza, I guess I'm asking. Well, you do like a, like a, more like a, um, it's like an Alfredo base. Oh, I'm in. Hell yeah. 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 So All like right. instead of red mm. sauce, you use like, it's like an Alfredo sauce. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've had the, now Mountain State has a ramp pizza when it's in season. Really? Yeah. Oh, wait God. a minute. I love that pizza. Let me make sure I'm telling the right one. It's the one down by the river, not the one by the PRT. Which one's which? Uh, Mountain State is over by... Down on the waterfront? By waterfront. That's it. That's yeah. the one that's got the ramp. What's the one yeah. by PRT? Um, right where the PRT crosses the river right in town. Um, it's another brewery. Is it West Virginia Brewery or... It must be... Or no, no, no. Brewery? That's that's Mountain that's that's Mountain State, but that's their actual brewery, I think. <clears throat> their restaurant is down... By the waterfront. I okay. think they're, I, I yeah, think the, they're the, the one same that's, thing. The one that's down in that waterfront district, it's yeah. by Oliveria. That's Mountain everything. State. They've got the ramp pizza when it's in season, yeah. Ooh, yeah. They got that big, that. they got that big stone pizza oven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. God, I love that place. We <clears> go there every Tuesday for trivia. Oh, really? Yeah. That's neat. Yeah, they do it at the uh, the Bridgeport location. Oh, okay. I th- He might do Morgantown, too, on a different night, but every Tuesday they start at uh, 7 o'clock. Huh. Is it uh, is it open? Anyone just go, or yeah. is it like a season yeah. type? You thing? just you have to get there before seven, and um, he'll be set up with uh, like his laptop and everything over by where the restrooms are, over at the end of the bar. And you just go up, tell him you're there for trivia. As long as you get there, I think you have to be there by like six forty-five, maybe. Okay. And he'll give you a sheet, and he'll give you um, a little like stack of cards, and you give him your team name, and then he'll you know. 
it's pretty self-explanatory how you fill the sheet out and you can like bid points for each question each round you have to bid like you know the first round you can bid 1.3 points or five points and you have three questions so one question has to be five points one question has to be three one question has to be one Huh, interesting i'd love yeah. to love to get into that if i had time but yeah uh, so yeah. with um I just noticed probably the only place where your guys is uh, the most of your most of your guests are kind of like popcorn comic con type guests that yeah, I've well, heard that and we get a lot of um, so far we've had a lot of hip hop artists oh yeah yeah a lot of hip hop well probably the only place that I would intersect with uh, those guys is Lord of the Rings so what's that sign behind you there the uh, that Gandalf the Gandalf Smoking Club. So he that's made these. I, I um, love. I love Lord yeah. of the Rings. You took T-shirts, right? Yeah, yeah. We had M Michael had a bunch of old like nerdy style T-shirts, and I had these. Um, uh, a buddy of mine's neighbor moved out of his uh, his apartment and left just a bunch of old music stuff that just like didn't work. He just like he he took them apart, fixed them, and some of the stuff that was just there. So that. Um, it's just an old T-shirt over top of a. It's like an old type, type of stereo. Oh, okay. And then this one um, was another, like a crown. Oh, amp sweet! So you're I using the T-shirts for the yeah, stereos. That's and sweet. just cover okay, like cool. the grate on it. So yeah, these up here are the mm. same way. They're just T-shirts wrapped around frames. Huh. Yeah, yeah. They're well. They're the uh, like the soundproofing stuff here, and I just put T-shirts around them. Just uh, my brother just was gonna get rid of them. And I'm like, well, they're they're kind of cool like, designs yeah. and stuff, so yeah. we might as well like repurpose them. So yeah, I give it was kind of cool. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. and we got a bunch of them, <coughs> but well, took some of them down. We're about an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, it's crazy. I'll I kind of figured. Yeah. I kind of figured so, we had rolled over mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Which is fine. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. Is so. there is there anything that uh we haven't covered that you want to cover? Any other upcoming stuff you want people to know about? Um, let's see. I'm going to be I'll be at Snowshoe this weekend. Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> this is going to come out after, <laughs> after this weekend. But you know what? I'm I'm there three times this year, so I'll probably be there <laughs> the next weekend too. But uh, that'll be fun. What is the uh, best way to follow to get news about where you're going to be, what kind of stuff you're going to be doing? Facebook slash Native Vibes page or the uh, my Instagram, which is super unprofessional. I'm sure that it's Hiker at, at Hiker Cop. <laughs> <laughs> And that means you got to be in the in crowd, right? To that's uh, H A H I K E R K O K O L B K O L B K O L B. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then uh, this episode will be out on June sixth. So all right. So it gives some time to promote for the the twenty second um, with what yeah. you're doing there. Um, yeah, and, and if uh, if anyone isn't you know interested in helping out with uh, community projects and everything, and I don't. I want to just take a quick minute. You know, mm -hmm. I, what yeah. it's, what's always inspired me ever since it has turned into this thing where kids come and do things now is um, I was reading this old study about the rat park in the 70s. Have you heard of it? Mm -mm. They, no. So they get these rats addicted to cocaine. And uh, I'll give you the short version of it since mm -hmm. we're rapping. But uh, they get these rats addicted to cocaine and then, you know, they just they just get on this cocaine water until they're dead. And they have a cocaine water and regular water sitting in the same cage. And then 
they just build this rat park for them outside, and it's everything a rat would love. There's girl rats, there's wheels, there's, you know, whatever the things to play with and mm -hmm. run around. And uh, they slowly got off of that. Um, they slowly got off of the cocaine water and onto the regular water. They didn't even, they didn't need it anymore. Hmm. Um, so, so I kind of think of that in a little way too, the, as maybe hopefully I could be that, you know, the park mm -hmm. place for some of the kids that don't like, uh, soccer or t-ball or yeah. something like that, which I, <clears throat> I have, I still have athletes that come too, yeah. but, but for the ones that, that don't, then, uh, they don't have to sit around idle. They can, mm -hmm. they can come down to the gallery and help out. I've, I'm, if you see my truck there, I'm, I'm working, you can come down and, uh, help me. We'll lay some studs or uh, pour concrete, whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever I'm doing at the time. Yeah. You can help. <laughs> yeah. And what's the uh, what's the address for your uh, for Native Vibes? It's a 104 West Railroad Street in Mannington, West Virginia. Okay. That way, if anybody and what's your truck look like, just in case, if you want, <laughs> <laughs> if you can do, if people are gonna see it, no. it'll be it'll be the one that's parked there. I got you. The great Toyota. Yeah. So, all yeah. right. Just stop in. I'm I'm always always happy to. Stop what I'm doing and and talk to anyone who's yeah. coming by. Good. Well, hey, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank um, you so much. Shout out to Short Story yep. for your awesome beer. Um, worst kept secret is terrible. They are pretty terrible. <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Somebody that listens to the podcast. <laughs> I actually talked to Sean last night, and he was like, "It's so funny how you guys like dog us." Because Sean's a singer, lead singer. Yeah. And he's like, I think it's hilarious how you talk about Jared skipping leg day. Because Jared's just a big, like, you know, in the gym every day. Super and obviously sweaty, he doesn't really skip leg day. But, yeah. you know, you tell somebody that's, like, super, you know, buff and, like, gym head that they skip leg day. They're just like, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> looking, looking a little chick chicken hockey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but, um, but, yeah, thank you for thank you for coming out, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Peace out. <laughs>